And we are back here on the final call, episode 11. And for once, we got the whole band in the room. The band's back together. Everyone's here. As always, I'm Andrew Fantuccio. Joining me today, Ben Mayonnaise and the man with the easiest name in the room, Jason Snow. Guys, that. how are we? I hate that name. It's a new <laughs> one. That's a new one. I don't like it. Got one every week. Jason Snowflake. Yours is too easy to make fun of. <laughs> it's just like, it's so just vanilla, you know? Vanilla? What? Yeah. At least I don't have to like go through a dictionary to figure out what my last name means. All right, all right. Touche, all right, all right, all right. touche, touche. So, Super Bowl matchup is set. Niners, Chiefs. But we're going to save our predictions for the show next week for episode 12. We're going we're to save those. What do you guys think of the AFC and NFC championship games? We'll start with the AFC game. Ben, what do you th- what what are your takeaways from that game? Um, first of all, I think we're seeing a new era. I mean, it's a long time coming, but Patrick Mahomes, I think, has made himself known as the best quarterback in the NFL. Uh, I mean, 294 yards, three touchdowns, 53 yards on the ground, a touchdown. That 27-yard run for a touchdown was pretty impressive. I mean, he had... Uh, titans defenders draped all over him and i mean he basically it was just all willpower basically he just wanted to get in the end zone uh he reminds he reminds me of aaron Rodgers. i mean he has like he has the rocket arm he has a cannon he has the mobility he might even be more athletic than aaron Rodgers, which oh, is saying something and he has a better coach than aaron Rodgers, and he has better weapons so i think and if he if he stays healthy it's his league to to win. So, I mean, Jason, I like how about it. You? Uh, I do credit Patrick Mahomes for a lot of it, and he is, I think, the best player in the NFL. Uh, but I really have to give props to Frank Clark and Chris Jones along the front line. They held Derrick Henry to 69 yards. Nice. nice. <laughs> <laughs> they, they held him to one yard short of 70 yards. And, <laughs> and we, we saw Derrick Henry be a powerhouse throughout the Patriots game, the Ravens game. No one could really stop him. And I really had my doubts about Kansas City's run defense going into the, this game. I, I did too. And they really showed up to play. And I think if that can hold up, potentially Miami's a good place to be. Uh, for me, this was a game where the Chiefs showed that they have the mentality of a championship team. You know, they were down early, just like they were to the uh, Texans, and they fought back. And they basically, uh, towards the end of the, fir- of the first half, it was all Chiefs. Yeah. You know? uh, they slowed down Derrick Henry, so their their run defense has gotten better as the as the season's gone on. They're only they're on, they're getting better. They're healthy. Uh, the Chiefs were the rightful winners of this game. I mean. Kudos to Tennessee for getting this far, but I mean, yeah, it was the it was the Chiefs' game to win or the Chiefs' game to lose, really. I mean, the Titans basically had to bank on Ryan Tannehill the entire game because when you stop Derrick Henry, you kind of have to force the quarterback to throw, and you were forcing Ryan Tannehill to throw it. And I mean, right? Let's let's give Ryan Tannehill some credit. He he stepped in as a backup, good field general. Yeah, yeah, he stepped in as a backup, did what he had to do, you know, managed the game well. But when it came down to it, he came back down to earth. Basically, I mean, he just he turned back into the Ryan Tannehill we all well, know. I mean, he didn't he didn't play poorly. He did, well, there no, was a two few, touchdowns, two hundred yards. I mean, this, all right, you're right. The stats don't look too bad, but I mean, there was a few times where like he was getting sacked, you know, inbounds, running the clock, didn't get the ball away. I mean, certain mistakes that are kind of rookie mistakes that you think someone with his you know sort of veteran presence would kind of have like the wherewithal 
to know what to do in that situation. I mean, you're down. You got to throw the ball. You got to do anything to stop the clock so you have more time. But I mean, when you're not when you're not running it with Derrick Henry, I mean, it was basically you know he was trying to scramble out of the pocket. Plays were just breaking down, and it was just they couldn't really do anything on offense. Do you guys think the Titans have a chance of making it back to the AFC Championship next year? Oh yeah, they have a chance. I mean, I don't know if they're fully bought into Ryan Tannehill as the future long-term planet quarterback. It, it, we'll see what they do. But if they play like they did against the Patriots and the Ravens, yeah, sure, I'll give them any chance in the world to come back. Yeah. I think they do, but a lot has to go right. Yeah, that's a what I'm saying. A lot has to go right. I, I think the element to their, sex, to, to their success was surprise. No one really expected the games they had against the Titans, against the Ravens. I think the Patriots were, you know, they were weakened. They, sh- they were facing kind of a yeah. a team that had been were struggling all year on offense, and really all you have to do is make was put up a couple points, and they would have been fine against New England. But it was the Raving game where everyone sort of started taking them seriously. Yeah, that was and a team to be reckoned there, with. There was an element to surprise, of surprise with the Titans, and that's sort of what got them to this point. Next year, teams are going to be ready for them. They're going to be ready for Derrick Henry like the Chiefs were this week. Uh, they're going to need a better quarterback. As good as a job Tannehill did, he's not the answer at quarterback. He's not a Super Bowl caliber quarterback. Mm-hmm. He was fine. He did all right. Nice player, but he's not winning you a Super Bowl uh, with in that offense at least. And Mike Vrabel can coach exactly. Absolutely. So that's what I'm saying. A lot has to go right. They need right. a quarterback. I think they should be. They might be a lock for the uh, AFC South next year. If they, can, I don't know. I mean, the yeah. Texans aren't really. You know, that great? I really don't think so. I mean, as good as Watson is, they, he needs a better coach. Bill O'Brien's their weakness. Exactly. And then, is anyone really scared of Gardner Minshew? No. And then the Colts, they're good, but again, they need a quarterback. Yeah. And if, if Houston does replace Bill O'Brien, I mean, a lot can happen over the course of the offseason. But if they do get rid of him, I think it's a coin flip for the FC South. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, Bill O'Brien is... I mean. To your point, though, Jason, Mike Vrabel kind of proved this season that he's one of the coaches in the league to kind of be taken seriously. I mean, he took this team. Uh, he's he's very much a player's coach. Uh, the players love him. He proved that he can he can win games in big moments. So very Harbaugh like he he proved that like he put his name up in that upper echelon. I think yeah as NFL coaches. What do we think about the NFC Championship game? Niners Packers. Uh, Jason, we'll start with you. I thought that um, it's very easy to relieve the pain of Jimmy Garoppolo. He only threw eight times. Yeah. He threw eight times, and Raheem Mostert, that'll be the the career game for him, I think. Yep. He, four touchdowns, 29 touches. He, when Tevin Coleman went down, he they just gifted the offense to him and said, carry us home. And they did a lot of their damage throughout the first half, and I was like, they were up twenty seven nothing at halftime, and it, it was just over from then. Yeah, I mean, my goodness, I mean, two hundred and twenty yards on the ground—that's just ridiculous. Uh, four touchdowns, seven point six yards average. He ran all over him, and for the Packers' defense, they looked like they had no business in tackling that game. I mean, there was—I mean, he was scoring touchdowns standing up, like barely getting touched. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, you got to give credit though to the you know the offensive line and to the 49ers game plan. But I think this was this was mostly a Packers loss. I mean, they kind of went in there, and I was I actually was expecting an upset. I thought you know maybe it was going to be a close game, 
Aaron Rodgers was going to do some miracle plays like we all know him to do, and that didn't happen. I mean, he just didn't show up. I mean, the rest of the team didn't either. I mean, he made some good throws down the stretch in the second half, but the game was this was garbage time. Yeah, you know, shame on me for giving the Packers credit. Shame <laughs> on me because I I should have known better. They were a fake thirteen and three all year. Uh, they didn't really have the horses to go to compete in this game. As good as Rodgers is, Devontae Adams, Aaron Jones, there's nothing. There's really no one else on that offense. Jimmy Graham is not what he used to be. They got some nice pieces on defense. They can rush the passer, but it, it, it really wasn't a contest with this game. Uh, Packers down 27 nothing at halftime. Yeah, they, they dug themselves out of the hole, but I mean, they, Barely. they there was so much time lost. Yeah, the score was 37-20, but it wasn't that close. Exactly. It really yeah, wasn't. Exactly. The, the, the scoreboard lied to you there. Yeah. As for Raheem Mostert, I don't. I mean, good game, but I, I I think everyone's you know already putting him up there with Todd Gurley, Ezekiel Elliott uh, pump already. The, pump the brakes. Pump, pump the brakes a little yeah. bit. Yeah. This this reminds me a lot of of the Jonas Gray game that uh, <laughs> yes. that he had against the Colts <laughs> that one time. It reminds me a lot of that. I mean, if if Coleman's healthy for the Super Bowl, it's going to be him starting. Right, I mean, I, I gotta I imagine, I, and I gotta imagine the Chiefs are gonna be way more prepared than the Packers were for this. I mean, yeah, they got an extra week to prepare, but I don't know. I mean, if Tevin Coleman's, I don't even know if he's gonna be healthy. First of all, but if he is healthy, I don't know. They might just give the keys to Mostert, and they might even just do it by committee, like they've done all season. Yeah, I mean, is Breida hurt or is he good? No, he's good. Right? Is he all right? Yeah, I, I know. Uh, Jared McKinnon tore his ACL again, like during spring training, not spring training, uh, uh, training camp. <laughs> No, Wrong sport. Uh, yeah, no, um, <laughs> no. Breed is fine. They kind, they got, they had the three headed monster thing going all season. Okay, so yeah. it was kind of, you know, they might he, just do that. That's good. Yeah. So I gotta ask, what do we think of Aaron Rodgers here? Is he, is he uh, over the hill a little bit? Is he done? I don't. How old is he? What? 37, 38? 30, 35? 35. 35. Oh, okay. Something like that. All right. So he's more like, I mean, he's definitely, you know, he's getting up there in age. He also has had a lot of injuries, a lot of injuries, a lot of season-ending injuries. Um, I don't want to say it's it's over because people, like, I mean, I don't want to compare him to Brady, but, like, people have been saying Brady's been done since he was 35 and he's still going. But he also didn't have the injury history that Aaron Rodgers had. So is he done? I don't know. Do I think... He's, you know, the whole, like last year when the Patriots played the Packers and NBC did a whole cute little spread about who's the greatest of all time, Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady. That was foolish. You saw why he shouldn't even be in that discussion, okay? I mean, he didn't show up against the 49ers when he, I mean, all you did, you lay an egg in the first half and the other team just goes off and you have no, you have no answer to that. I mean, I'm sorry, but... Yeah. I'm going to give Aaron Rodgers the benefit of the doubt, and I'm going to say that he's not washed, and I'm going to say he, that he's still a top 10, top 7 quarterback. I don't think that's out of the question right now. Um, but first-year rookie head coach. Yeah. New system, new scheme, emotional getting over um, Mike McCarthy last season. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. There wasn't really a run game either last um, Sunday night. Yeah. Uh, Aaron, Aaron Jones really didn't do much. 56 yards 12 carries he did have a touchdown but i'm gonna i'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt i think that he should be able to win with the tools that he has Mm -hmm. i'm just gonna give him more time yeah i agree so 
he's not washed yet, but the window is closing. Is closing fast. Yes. Yes. I think you know he's he hasn't been back to a Super Bowl since that one against the Steelers a couple like ten years ago, twenty eleven. Yeah, he hasn't been back to a Super Bowl since then. And look at who has been Brady, has been there. You know the last what five years at at, at his age. Four out of five years. Yeah. You know, uh, and who who have been the NFC quarterbacks in that? Matt Ryan, Nick Foles, Goff. Cam Newton, Cam Newton, Jared Goff. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like uh, Rogers should. I get that he hasn't had the the teams surrounding him, but Aaron, it's Aaron Rodgers, and if he's as good as everyone is saying he is, he should be able to get a team there on just his talent alone. Yeah, I think I think I mean he's, Jason he's, brought up a good point. It's first year head coach. Maybe he's got a you know kind of right, get it but together. He, he had a good thing going on with Mike McCarthy, and that kind of you know the the bottom sort of fell out of that. I, I get you know yeah things happen, relationships change, but. I, those teams that the Packers have had over the last few years, they should have been right in the conversation. They failed to make the playoffs some years. Yep. You know, so I, I think that Rod- it's closing really quickly. I, I give him like one more season, but if he's not back, the Packers don't make some uh, big changes this offseason, uh, bringing in some uh, some more help on the defense, uh, giving just a couple more weapons, more some more receivers besides Devontae Adams. Yeah, I get like they got some young receivers. Uh, Valdez Scantling's really young. Geronimo Allison, they're really young at receiver, but they need losing Randall Cobb was huge. The retirement of yeah. Jordy Nelson was big for them. So Rodgers yeah. is sort of he's kind of in a similar spot to Brady, but not in the exact same way. But now no. you, I'm glad you guys brought up the, the two head coaches, uh, Rabel and Lafleur. What do you guys think of the jobs they did? Ben. Oh, the Vrabel and Lafleur, Matt Lafleur and Mike Vrabel. What do okay. you think of the jobs uh, of that? I mean, Matt Lafleur. I mean, it was obviously a failed season. Uh, he kind of squeaked his way to a thirteen and three record because it was it was very much like yeah, like you look at it on paper, it's thirteen and three. Okay, very good season. But I mean, some of these games was kind of it was anyone's ball game, and teams. Teams were walking. The teams that lost those games were walking out of there, going, "We we could have beaten that Packers team." And I think you didn't really have that feeling with the Tennessee Titans. With the Titans, I mean, they went into Foxborough in January and punched them in the mouth. I mean, that's that's something that a lot of teams can't do. I mean, a lot of teams haven't done that in the past five years. So I mean, I got to give all the credit in the world to Mike Vrabel. He's he's very. It's very Belichickian the way he runs his team, and I say that because uh, the uh, the game against um, it was either the Patriots or the Ravens. He said they were asking Derrick Henry about his big night, and he said, "I don't care. I just want to win. We're focusing on the next game." That's very New England, and right. I think it translates to the whole team. Vrabel, in particular, I think, set a really good culture down there in Tennessee. But to, like you said, a lot of those Packer games were kind of. Mm, flaky mm-hmm. and Andrew you said um, fake nine uh, fake 13 three really a nine and seven team but if you look at some of these games beat by Philly at home uh, one point win over the Lions Matt Moore the Matt Moore game that Patrick Mahomes was hurt for it was a one score game Green Bay won but Carolina sub 500 one uh, one possession game Packers won by three against terrible Detroit I mean some of these games were like kind of uh, not too sold but I'm going to give them one more year to figure it all out yeah 
I think Vrabel did an outstanding job. I think he got the Titans playing at the right time, and he, he, they just ran into a better opponent in the AFC Championship game. Mm-hmm. It's really all it was. Uh, as for the the pa- and he said he's had a great culture down there, and the Titans are going to be a again they need a quarterback, but the Titans are going to be a force in the AFC for a couple years now. I really do think that. As for the Packers, fake thirteen and three, but I was surprised with how well Lafleur did. I really didn't think much of him considering what he did because remember he came from Tennessee. Yeah. He he worked under Vrabel, so I don't know. He he, he surprised me a little bit. Uh, he did better than I thought he would, but again, fake thirteen and three, uh, and he's got to figure out what to do with Aaron Rodgers because that window's closing fast. And once Rodgers either leaves or retires, it's over for that team. Yeah. Coming up after the break here on the final call, we'll give you our thoughts on the situation with the New Orleans Pelicans and Zion Williamson. Ha- he's making his NBA debut. Tonight for New Orleans, uh, after a kind of a catastrophic knee injury, torn meniscus. He's making his NBA debut tonight. We'll give you our thoughts here next on the final call. How old can you be and still donate the gift of life? What age is the right age to be an organ and tissue donor? Think you're too old? The U.S. Department of Health and Human Services wants you to know any age is the right age to register. More of us are able to be donors and recipients into our 50s and beyond. Learn more about donation. Find out about the lives you can help. Go to organdonor.gov or call 1-800-99-DONATE. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Health Resources and Service Administration. You're listening to Radio Massasoit. We play the music the way you like it. Massasoit Community College, located in Brockton, Kent, and Middleborough. Massasoit Community College, changing lives for over 50 years. With the first pick in the 2019 NBA Draft, the New Orleans Pelicans select Zion Williamson from Duke University. And tonight is the beginning of the Zion era in New Orleans. (laughs) You know, how do we, what, what, what are we expecting out of him tonight? I mean, obviously, I don't think he's gonna, he's not gonna play thirty minutes. No, but what, what are we, what are we expecting from Zion tonight after coming back from this uh, meniscus tear that kind of seemingly came out of nowhere for him? Yeah, well, I wouldn't say that, but I, I mean, I'm expecting him. I'm not expecting huge numbers. I'm not expecting like a triple double or anything like that. I'm expecting maybe a few, cool, a few cool dunks, and. You know, kind of getting used to his teammates a little bit. Oh, I'm not even sure if he's gonna be able to get up off the ground. I'm not sure if he's gonna be able to jump that high. <laughs> we'll see. I don't know. I mean, he he, he tore his meniscus. Like, no, just, hey, I understand. I mean, yeah, maybe he'll put, like, he'll just you know have a little put back, you know, two hand slam underneath the rim. But I'm I'm not expecting him to go take a running stride and slam one down tonight. I mean, the reason I say that is just because the kid's a freak. I mean. He's a freak. Six seven, two two eighty. I know, but he's still like, and he can leap like that. He's still Ooh. a human being. Like in your meniscus, you need that. <laughs> you need it. <laughs> no, yeah, no, I agree. But I mean, he hasn't played all year, so it's about time. I want, I want some Zion. Let's see it, Jason. How about you? Uh, I'm expecting him to play hard because I don't think he knows any other way of playing. After I saw him play at Duke, even when he like. You remember that moment where he blew out his shoe yes. at North Carolina? He was he played hard from the jump, and he did not care about anything. And 
that skyscraper block that he had. Again, I think it was Virginia. Oh, man. And he just climbed the ladder all the way up. I expect him to play hard. I don't think... I think the Pelicans will have to be like, hey, you know... Take it easy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think he'll try to get up for all the rebounds, because this is NBA debut. I think he'll be... The nerves will be there. The nerves will be there. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I expect him to play hard. I, I think he'll he'll get off to a rocky start. I think just the pressure coming back from a knee injury like this and all the hype surrounding his name when he surrounding him when he's coming out of college, number one pick. I think it'll be a rocky start, but he'll get he'll get the hang of it. He's gotta remember, go easy. It's a, your first game. Slow down. Yeah. You don't have to be Superman out there tonight. You got you have some good young players surrounding you. Learn to play with them tonight. Let them do most of the work. You just be there, get a couple baskets, play defense. Don't hurt yourself and just focus on that tonight. That's what this game is about for him. Yeah, I mean, don't don't go off the diving board. Go on the steps and kind of just walk slowly into the pool. Yeah, that's a good that's a good <laughs> yeah. analogy. I like that. Like, yeah, don't don't just dive in because I mean, like you said, Jason, I don't think he knows any other way to play than to play hard. That's why I loved him at Duke because he was so fun to watch. I mean, mm-hmm. the kid just he he just loves the game of basketball and he loves playing. But um, I mean, special talent. And, and I mean that, and it's a he's a special talent. I mean, he, he's listed at either small forward or power forward, right? Um, he has the body of Charles Barkley, but more athletic with about a forty-inch vertical. That's just unheard of, okay? And I've been dying to see Zion since he was drafted. So I mean, this has been a long time coming for me. I want to see it happen. He, he played during the preseason. And he did. He played really well. I looked up the stats here. 23 points per game, 7 rebounds, 2 assists, a steal. He did everything, and he, he did it efficiently, too. Mm-hmm. 71% shooting. I yeah. Mean, it was mostly dunks and layups, just pain in, inside. Hey, that's um, all you need, though. But we've seen guys like Giannis be able to evolve um, after having a repertoire kind of elementary like that. And he can shoot. I mean, we saw it at Duke. He yeah. can shoot. He shot 25%. From three in in yeah. the preseason, but it's a new line. He's eighteen years old. Yeah, I mean, nineteen, I don't think. But he will definitely be acclimated to the NBA culture, and I there's no doubt in my mind that um, he'll be a good NBA player to come. So, do you think he's they're bringing him back a little too early? Maybe, maybe just like should the Pelicans just let him rest, let him sit for the year, and maybe do what the Sixers did with Ben Simmons a couple of years ago? I mean, that's that's a tough question because you, you do want to get him experience. Like, you want to get him on the NBA floor just to get a feel of the actual NBA game because, I mean, preseason is in the NBA, but it's not real NBA basketball. I mean, we know this. It's it's more kind of, you know, it's all the rookies and, you know, all the the bench, basically. I think you want to give him the experience, but you also don't want him to get injured. That's the kind of toss-up. But with a player like Zion... I mean, like I said, generational talent. I think you gotta you gotta play him at least a little bit just to get his feet wet. Yeah, I'm no doctor, but I if he's not 100, percent don't even consider bringing him back. But if he's 100 percent now, I mean, I don't think you're gonna make the playoffs in the first place. And why would you save a rookie to like carry you? You know what I mean? Like I would just get his feet wet. I know he's not gonna be in the rookie of the year conversation, but I if I'm the Pelicans, I couldn't give a rip about that. Yeah. But it, just get him the experience. You're right. Get get his feet wet. You bring him back against the Spurs, so at home, so it, it's it's lined up. And the Pelicans don't exactly have a terrible team right now. They don't. I mean, they Brandon got Ingram can play. Yeah, Brandon Ingram is starting to actually come into form. I mean, yeah. 
The guy's, I mean, he's clutch. He's been scoring for him. Lonzo's looking okay. I agree. So I, I, I like the idea of bringing him back. I think it's it's time. But again, only if he's a hundred percent. You can't. You don't want to rush this type of a uh, your number one overall draft pick back from a horrific knee injury that you know took you know months to recover from. You don't want to do that. You want to rush him back if it's too early, especially if his knee isn't ready for it. And I'm worried about just his style of play, his weight, and how that's going to affect him. Because the weight's going to be bearing down that knee. His explosiveness, it's all coming from his legs. You, you need that. And your meniscus is a huge part of it. Yeah, well, I mean, the Pelican staff also said that they had to reteach him how to run and walk properly. Which that tells me, like, you need to figure out how to how to move with your weight. That tells me they're rushing him back. Yeah. And I think the Pelicans feel like they have a shot at the playoffs and they need him. And Grant, yeah, they're, like, what, 12th in the in the Western Conference right now? Yeah. Something like that. I mean, I don't know if they really have a, a, a realistic shot, but, I mean, if they're going to make a push for it, it looks like they're going to need Zion. Yeah, but this year you're not winning the chip. I mean, I'm sorry. If you're the oh, Pelicans, this isn't your year. There's, there's, no, yeah. way, there's no way they're, you know, they're being the Lakers or the Clippers. No, or the, so, the I mean, but that's a good point. I mean, you just this isn't your year, so why bother, you know? Because I get, I think they want to see what their investment can do. I think they want exactly. They just lost Anthony Davis. I think the Pelicans kind of want to stay relevant right now. And you know, part of moving on from Davis was because you knew you were getting Zion. Well, they didn't know, but they felt they were going to get, you know, potentially get Zion in the draft Mm -hmm. when those trade talks surfaced last year for Davis. So I figured, like, I think they want to stay relevant. They don't want to just sort of fall, you know. Behind, they don't want you know be left in the dust. Do you think this there might be pressure coming from the league to get Zion on the floor? Because I don't know. It seems to me that the Pelicans have kind of had a lot of national games on television. So do you think that there's a potential that they might want to get Zion out there? So for league ratings, because if I'm right, the ratings for television for the NBA have been down a little bit. Well, the the NFL season has been amazing, and that doesn't help. Uh, the NBA, the NBA ratings, but from the league, from the league perspective, I'd rather the Pelicans just take this year off per se, and wait for the reward of next season and seasons to come. I don't. What if Zion gets hurt? Then the NBA rankings are done for a while, like several years. So if you're gonna, if you got to take a year off, I, I don't think the league will be all too mad about that. I mean, they're New Orleans. It's not like they're the Knicks. Yeah, and like I said, it's this isn't their year anyway. So you know, kind of get used to your team. Keep the core together. Keep the young core together. Ingram, Zion, Lonzo, right? Um, just keep all these guys together. Make sure they know how to play together and see where it goes. Yeah, and Andrew, you made a good point about maybe they feel pressure about maybe sliding into that 7th, 8th spot. I got the standings right here. They are a game and a half out of second to last in the West, but they're also three and a half out from the the A seed. So it's really... Now's the time. Cause, it's tight. Yeah, it's so tight. And a couple of drop games can drop you off several spots. And a couple of wins in a row, string some together, and you're in the playoffs. But I, I don't really see any of those West teams budging. But either way, I mean, you got Zion on paper before the season, I think we all slotted him as one of their best players. Absolutely. And for them, bring one of them back, maybe they can make some noise. He just has so much raw talent. He does. You know, it's it's incredible. But it, it but it's harnessing it and learning when right, to exactly. use it. Exactly. And then that's going to be the theme for him over these next couple months and for the rest of the season. Learning to play at 
obviously you want to play 100% of effort, but even if you're only 80% health. Right. You know, you don't want to overdo it. You don't want to strain yourself. And I think that's what Zion's really going to have to learn, and that's how he's going to have to mature as a player. You know? Yeah. Uh, maybe this might be a case where you do want to do uh Oh, what's the... We we had a segment. Uh, what I'm blanking on. What Kawhi sat out for? Oh, load ma- load, load management. management. Yeah, for load. Maybe this is a case where you do want to manage his load a little bit. No, don't play him 20 minutes a night. Play him like 15, 18 at most. Yeah. And... Don't no garbage time stats only when it really matters because he's your franchise now. He is the New Orleans Pelicans franchise. Yeah, you know as good as you know they look with their young talent right now, and it looks like there's only the only way they're going is up. They have a ton of potential. That potential could just disappear if Zion's done. So right. you really do not want to push this kid any more than you have to. The Pelicans have to be really smart about this investment, it, not just for their sake, but for the sake of the league. Because he is like that next sort of wave of young talent that's coming to the league. I mean, you know, when LeBron and retires and it's finally over him, and then it's sort of Westbrook's and Durant and uh, Harden's league. But then it's Giannis, Zion, Tatum, Brown. Though that wave of young players, they're like the, they're next in line. Yeah, Donovan Mitchell. They need that though young talent to be there, and Zion's at the forefront of it. So not only for the sake of the Pelicans. The league needs him to be healthy. Right. And the, they drafted him knowing that this is our future. This is like we're banking everything on this guy because he is our future. We got rid of Anthony Davis. It's a new chapter, right? We need to get someone who can just transform this franchise. And Zion, all all things considered, without the injuries, I mean, he is their guy. I mean, I, I think if, if you groom him just right, and you, you kind of get his feet wet a little bit. I mean, and of course, the load management thing is always a question. But you just got to kind of, you got to see where he, where he falls into. I was surprised to see, I don't know if you guys saw the story, but he wanted to go back to Duke, but Coach K and his family talked him out of it. Did you guys see that? I did see that. I was really surprised because mostly guys, Zion was the best player in college basketball last season, but mostly yeah. those guys want to take advantage of the money that comes with being the number one pick and being a lottery pick. He wanted to go back to Duke to kind of retoil and retool his game. But his family and his and Coach K was like, no, you can go to the NBA. And he was like, okay. I was really surprised because an injury-played guy, potentially, most likely would, would have wanted to go to the NBA just to cash out. And I was really surprised by that. And you, you don't really see that often. No, you don't. With the new wave of one and duns and people going to Australia and things to play basketball professionally, yeah, I was really surprised. I just decided to put that in there. No, yeah, um, I, I want to ask you guys: Is there any reason to maybe be comparing him to Greg Oden yet? Like, I know it's like that's that's a huge jump. Yeah, but is there a potential? No. Is, is it possible that he, Zion' <laughs> I mean, career is already over before no. it's starting? Because I he hasn't even played a game yet. Jason, obviously, but Did, is it in the cards? Is it worth talking about? No way, not not even the not even a chance. Because that, like that's obviously the worst case scenario. That's, right? Yeah, that's like where, well, Greg Oden also had one leg that was like biologically longer than the other, and that was like the root of all of his problems. So and and a, he was kind of like a lumbering center, like right. he, he was a slow-footed center. Zion is explosive. Yeah, he can he can change the game. Yep. I, I don't I don't think there's any problem with I know his 
weight has been well chronicled and kind of well documented about being too high, but it's way too early to bring out the Greg Oden, despite how good John Moran has been and aligning him to Kevin Durant of that draft, the Greg Oden, Kevin Durant draft. It's way too early to call Zion a bust. Also, I went I went as far back to do the Sam Bowie drafted over Michael Jordan in the 19, <laughs> 1984 draft. All right, now you got to slow down. <laughs> Zion's not a bust, and he'll be a good player. I hope. I hope so. I just really i am concerned about he just needs to stay in shape. That's really it. As long as he can stay in shape and he knows what to do, he'll be fine. Um, like Like— like we keep saying, he has way too much talent. I mean, he's going to be good in the NBA regardless. So you just got to let him play. He's got time. And he's 19. Yeah, definitely. Uh, <laughs> bust, though? He hasn't even played a yeah, game. Yeah, no. I mean, it's, That's it's definitely... I was saying, like, it, it's worst case scenario. And I was like, is it like okay. reasonable? I wasn't saying he is. I don't oh, think he is. It's like, okay. But is it worth mentioning? Like, I mean, very similar story, you know, can't miss prospect coming out of college. Going to change the league, be the 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 star player for years to come, and career is already over before he gets on the floor. That sort of that sort of question is that all would, I was asking. That would just be that would just be so tragic because he had such a great season at Duke. Who I was, mean, who was better coming out of college, Zion or Greg? I think Zion, obviously. Zion, yeah, Zion. yeah definitely, definitely Zion. Zion just has way more to his game than Greg Oden did. I mean, like you said, he was a lumbering center. Zion can pretty much play. You could probably put him at all five positions, and he could he could figure it out. He could, even more importantly, defend all five positions. Exactly. He Good can, point. He fits in this modern NBA where he can pass, dribble, and shoot. Shooting is, will get improved yep. um, over time. But he can do everything. on the. I don't think there's anything on the court that you'd be like, I, I don't think he can pull that off. Yeah, I mean, seriously. I mean, he can he can pass— Excellent passer, like a great passer. So if Zion Zion returns tonight and he say, say he stays healthy all year, what's the Pelican ceiling for this season? How far can they really go? Nowhere. <laughs> There's no chance to make the playoffs. Uh, I don't know. I think they might squeak in as an eight seed. Yeah, they could slip in as like an eight seed, but I'm not seeing them getting past the first round. No way. Oh, they don't beat the Lakers. No, they're not. They don't gonna, beat the Clippers. I don't think they beat the Jazz or like the Nuggets. I think the playoffs are a pipe dream. Yeah, right yeah. now they're sitting in 12th. I mean, the teams in front of them are Portland or Phoenix, Portland, San Antonio. <laughs> Got to watch out for Portland, man. And then the Grizzlies are at 8. Yeah, the the Blazers have been real disappointing this year so far. Disappointing. Injuries. Oh yeah. You know, I mean, they're not they're not catching uh, you know, the Rockets or the Mavericks, but I mean, I don't know. I mean, if you if your prediction for earlier from earlier this year that uh Westbrook and Harden have a blow up. Maybe they get up to six. I don't know. I mean, this is just best case scenario. I mean, things go perfectly, and Zion is exactly what we thought he was coming out of college. Yeah, they they need James Harden more. One for sixteen nights from three and choking fifteen point leads heading into the fourth quarter. But exactly, anyway. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so after the break here on the final call, and after Jason with the Mastoy Sports Minute, uh, we'll get to the quarterback carousel that's coming up here in the uh, NFL offseason. Some big names moving. And uh, some addresses already being changed. But first, Jason with the Massasoit Sports Minute. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Massasoit Sports Minute. My name is Jason Snow, and we are going to dive into some Massasoit women's basketball. They trend upwards once again to 13-0, beating 
Prince George's Community College in Largo, Maryland. Six uh, players scored in double figures, led by a career-high 16 from Renasha Frazier as they defeat uh, Prince George's Community College 79-55 last week. Frazier sank seven of eight shots and went two for three at the line to reach her career-high 16. She also had four rebounds to her rebound uh, rebound tally. As for men's basketball, they fall to CCRI on Wednesday the 15th. 96-52 blowout loss. It really wasn't pretty all the way through. Most of CCRI's damage was done in the first half, carrying a 63-25 lead into the halftime break. Uh, Massasoit did place three players in double figures, but CCRI's big first half was too much to overcome. This has been Jason Snow with the Massasoit Sports Minute. Brings back memories of fairground killing Batman. What? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sure, but no. I was just thinking summer nights at the fair. Yeah, got a corn dog. We had a very different childhood, I guess. Because I think of the Joker. Yikes! <laughs> a lot of things go into this song. <laughs> Anyways, we're going off the rails here at the final. A <laughs> lo- lot of. Uh, some big names going to be moving this offseason or have the potential to move in the NFL. And I guess we'll just start with the granddaddy of them all. Tom the Brady, for the first time in his career, is going to hit free agency. The NFL's dad. Like, he's going to, he's going <laughs> to, it's happening. And, you know, there's not a lot of people that are, you know, confident that he's returning to New England. Mm. Adam Schefter said he thinks he's leaving. A lot of people surrounding the Patriots have thought that he might be, are thinking that he might be leaving. Robert Kraft came out today and said they're resigning him. But how likely do you think that is? Ben, do you think Brady stays a Patriot or do you go somewhere else? I think he stays a Patriot. If you had to, like, you know, like put a gun to my head and tell me to choose, I would say I think he's staying. Uh, if he were to leave... I don't like I mean obviously retirement he's not retiring. We all know this. But if he leaves, uh I do you want to know where I think he would go? Where does he go? I think he goes to the Tennessee Titans. I agree. Yeah. You agree. Titans Titans need a quarterback. If it's not Listen. if it's not if Brady doesn't go to if Brady doesn't stay in New England, he's going one of two places. And one of those places depends on if someone else stays. He goes to either Tennessee or he goes to New Orleans, and that's only no. if Drew Brees retires. He's not gonna go to New Orleans. That's only if Drew. Why not? What do you mean? Why not? It's indoors. Look at the weapons they have down there. He's great offensive okay. mind and head coach. Perfect fit. All right, but here's why he's gonna go to the Titans. Okay, he loves Mike Vrabel. They played together. Vrabel caught a touchdown pass yep. from him in Super Bowl something. I Twelve forget touchdown what it was. passes from Brady in his career. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I mean, you know, they have a great relationship. They still, I think, they still keep in touch. Uh, he clearly admires the way Vrabel runs his team because Vrabel runs his team like, you know, like Belichick does. And I think Brady would find himself at home in that system. I think he has great weapons. I mean, A.J. Brown is one of the best rookie receivers in the league. I mean, you got Derrick Henry. I mean, I think Titans are It'd Titans be a good fit. So then, if not Brady, who signs New England? Jason? Um, New England, I think they draft someone, and I think they stick with Jared Stenham. But can I can I put out my Brady? Um, yeah, please. I, 
I either think he resigns or he he goes to um, the Cowboys. Oh, and this is just like a put. I'm just gonna put this out there, and it has some pretty good reasoning behind it. I'm just gonna go fast. Go. So, the, Dallas hasn't resigned Dak Prescott yet, so they could be in flux with a quarterback. Guess who's um, the Cowboys coach? Mike McCarthy, right? Mm-hmm. He was Aaron Rodgers' head coach. Aaron Rodgers won one Super Bowl with him in nine seasons. Don't you think Brady would like to stick it to everyone who thinks Aaron Rodgers is better than him and just, I won too with Mike McCarthy in two seasons. I'm, well, I'm playing at 45. I think he could absolutely stick it. The league would love it. Best brand, best quarterback, and it'd be the most hated team in the NFL. By far. It would be, oh, definitely be the most hated team. That wouldn't even be close. But yeah, I, th- I think they either, I don't think they go after any So you think draft, yeah. if Brady's not back to the Patriots, who signs there? Or do they go draft? Uh, well, my my dream th- scenario, which is not going to happen, I, I told you this, Andrew. I don't think I told you, Jason. Trade, Such a dumb idea. Trade the farm for the first overall pick and then just take Joe Burrow. <laughs> that's a terrible it idea. It ain't going to happen. That's my dream that's scenario, a, but it ain't going to happen. That's an awful idea. How great would that be? I don't know. Mm. I like my idea. That would be pretty good. awesome. So I, Burrow, I think Belichick. they're going to— oh, man. I think they're they're gonna bring in a Super Bowl quarterback. Who do you think they're t- who do you think they're taking? <laughs> Not a Super Bowl winning quarterback, but a, Super Bowl, but a quarterback who has been to a Super Bowl, former MVP. Oh my god! Oof. Cam Newton goes to oh the Patriots. Oh my goodness! Cam Newton's gonna be a Patriot if not Brady. Oh my! Buckle up! This is gonna be a good one. Oh jeez! What All now? Right. What? I can just I can tell see us I just, the reasoning. I just think Belichick would have a field day with that size, <laughs> that that talent. Yeah, his arm is shot. But if you can, but I think Belichick's a good enough coach where he could win with Cam Newton. I think so. No, because Cam Newton's gonna forget to like wear pants or something, and then Belichick's gonna say like you can't play. I don't. I think Belichick would let would lose. No, he won't loosen his grip on the on the leash. But I mean, he's not gonna control what a player wears. Yes, he is. No, he's not. It's Bill Belichick. He's not gonna control what they wear. Look, Brady comes in. He's dressed to the nines. I mean, not as flamboyant, but he comes in dressed dressed nice. I think Cam could do it too. New England. All right, I, well, so I hate some, that. So some other quarterbacks on the market. Let's start with uh, Philip Rivers. He just moved out of the San Diego home. Where is he going? Where do you guys think he signs? Tampa Bay, Tennessee. I got I got the Titans too. I think be perfect. Country boy, country city. He just I moved think to Florida. They're 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 one they're one quarterback away from a Super Bowl. Philip Rivers is. I mean, I don't know. I think he could do it. I think Rivers would be perfect for the Titans. He, he just bought a house near Tampa. But that's why I think that. But go ahead, uh, Eli. Eli, where does he go? His couch. Yeah. Where <laughs> <laughs> yes. I I like that. If he doesn't retire, I think he has a reunion with the Chargers. Really? Yes. There's no way they bring him back. Yep. I mean, I know they're not in San Diego anymore, but there's no way he goes back to the Chargers after what he pulled when he first got drafted. How funny would that be? It would, it would be, be, <laughs> hey, be, it'd be full circle for that, him. It'd that's what I'm saying. Full circle, baby. Uh, how about Ryan Tannehill? If he doesn't go back to the Titans. Maybe, ooh, I don't know, Jason? The Miami Dolphins. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Miami can sell their Uh, fans. Oh, they go into the AFC Championship game. We can do it too. Absolutely. I'm all in it. I was going to go Dolphins, but I think he might go to the Broncos. Just because he's 6'4", and we all know how John Elway is with his his tall quarterbacks. I think, you know, that that would be my, my guess. I got the Bucks. He's going to the Bucks. <laughs> yeah. I think, you know, it's going to be 
Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. All the Buccaneers really need is a quarterback who doesn't throw interceptions. Mm. <laughs> Their offense is, I think, has is second to the Chiefs in terms of explosiveness, right? So they just need a quarterback who doesn't turn over the ball. I think Tannehill would be, would be perfect there. Put him okay. with Bruce Arians. It'd be awesome. Right. How about Teddy Bridgewater? Is he going to get his shot starting somewhere again after that injury he had in Minnesota and back into Breeze? He was undefeated when he played for them, so what do you think? Where does he go? I don't know, maybe. I actually like him going to the Patriots if Brady were to leave. Uh, I think, you know, like you said, undefeated. He does have some injury problems, but, you know, I always liked his game. He can throw from the pocket, and uh, I like Teddy Bridgewater to the Pats. I I think Tampa Bay. Warm weather. He stays down low in the south. Tampa Bay saw him twice over the course of this season. I, I think that uh, Teddy B to the TB would be cool. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> yeah, just, just replace TB12 with Teddy Bridgewater. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can keep yeah. all the logos. Yeah, exactly. I got Bridgewater going to the Chargers. Okay. Bridgewater, I don't know. I, I, I think it fits well. I think, uh, you know, it, it suits who their backup is right now. Tyrod Taylor, I think they're more in the same vein of player. Both kind of mobile you know, and I think it's, t- you know, L.A. obviously needs a, I think they need a fresh face quarterback. I think Rivers is done there. So I think yeah. Bridgewater gets a, a chance to start That's not in bad. L.A. Uh, let's see. Who else is coming up? Uh, let's look. Jameis Winston. Winston. Perfect. Where's Jameis Winston going? Hey, Andrew, we're going to agree on this one. Oh, I I, I, oh. Mentioned, I didn't get to mention who I thought Eli was going to. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Vegas. I think oh. he's going to be a Raider. Why not? Let, let him compete with Derek Carr. You know, I mean, I don't think maybe I think Carr is still is still starting Kyle over quarterback. I think he needs to be pushed mm. a little bit more. Yeah. Bring in Eli. Let's see what happens. I actually, I actually, sorry to get off topic. I would, but I I would love to. Have... I, would, I would love to see the the energy of John Gruden with just the laziness of <laughs> Eli Manning and just that just that dynamic. I think would be awesome to watch. I actually have Cam Newton going to the Raiders. Oh, I like that. Because I, I mean, like that. Cam Newton's flashy. Las Vegas. And put John Gruden in that mix, too? I don't know. I think that could work. All right. All right, so Jameis Winston. Ben, what do you, you think? Um, I kind of agree with you guys. Uh, I think he should he should be a backup where he belongs at the Steelers. I think, yeah, Steelers. Yeah, well, I, had this, I agree. I had this idea earlier where I thought that, you know, he'd be perfect for a backup role for Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, we don't really know what Roethlisberger is going to be when he comes back. The Steelers almost made the playoffs with the, this year with uh, Mason Rudolph and <laughs> Devlin Hodges as Duck their quarterback. Hodges. Exactly. So it'd be perfect for him. I think let him go there, sit behind Roethlisberger, and if it doesn't go well, if Roethlisberger's elbow is shot, give Jameis a chance. I mean, yeah, he's going to throw 50 interceptions, but he'll lead the league in scoring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he'll have 30 touchdowns. And your defense is good enough to stop that. So, uh, I don't know. Give, let's see what happens. Yeah, yeah. Br- Browns are in that division. Anything's possible. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? I, I won't say it. On I, that note. I won't say it. <laughs> so on that note, this has been the final call here on Radio Mass. So as always, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter. For Ben Mimaritis, Jason Snow, I'm Andrew Fantuccio, signing off here on Radio Mass Assoyant. Be some kind of way out of here. Say the joker to the thief.